Like, I'm pretty sure the first on-air job I got, it must have been, like, a plane load of jocks died or something, and they desperately, <laughs> needed, they desperately needed someone to start on the Monday because they called me on the Thursday, and they were like, yeah, we need you to start on Monday, like... My training was here's where the microphone is. There's or the, there's where you turn it on, <laughs> and there's the phone. Uh, we do birthdays every day at seven forty five. People will call and tell you whose birthday it is. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. My first shift was a uh, five hours before the shift phone call. <laughs> wow. Mine was, nice. Oh yeah, no, mine was like not a single jock available, and the cleaning lady spoke fucking Ukrainian. <laughs> We'd better call Ben. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the PD literally slammed on the brakes on the, the, the driveway to the transmitter. She was just going to pull the plug, but instead she's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. I'll call that guy. <laughs> You're listening to Black Sheep Radio. Featuring Mark LaFave. Yeah, hop in the tub with me, Benny. Hop in the tub with me. <laughs> Chris Brown. Sometimes I just need to, like, wake up and be surrounded in pornography. And Ben McVie. Let's just take our clothes off and look at each other. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, Buster. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Or join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Here we go. Two quick things. First of all, do you guys like my new hat? <laughs> I do. I was actually gonna. Say, I was gonna say. I, I think it's a great hat. Well, this is my uh, this is my online purchase, and a fucking hat is a tough thing to buy when you can't put it on. And like, what's this gonna feel like on my head? Is it gonna mm. come out over my fucking ears? It fits beautifully. For people listening, it's a Toronto Maple Leafs hat. It's yeah, the new it logo. It's like um, it kind of looks like a Blue Jays cap a little bit. It's like t-shirt material. Interesting. Yeah, it's super soft. Oh, I, I was going to say it's a shame you bought that nice hat, and the second you walked out the store, a pigeon shit on your forehead. But... <laughs> <laughs> In the shape of a leaf. In the shape was, of a leaf. It was meant to be. Oh, wait, it's the hmm. leaf, yeah. And I don't mean to just talk about my fashion choices for the day, but uh, the other thing, and I mentioned this to Chris uh, earlier, is that I'm wearing this uh, <laughs> this Lulu. It's a Lululemon like hoodie type shirt, mm. and mm -hmm. yeah. I I bought it and didn't try it on in the store. And then when I brought it home, it was one of those I put it on, and I'm like, ah, fuck, someday I'm going to be able to wear that. Like I'm that's my that's my goal shirt. I, so. Listen, every I, I Sorry, go ahead. I got. I got. No, I want to interject. When, when were you fat? It's not that I'm. It's not that I'm fat. It's just okay. that. No, you were making fat jokes about yourself. You were never fat, dude. It's not that I'm. It's not that I'm fat. It's just that uh, this shirt is a little more snug than a guy mm, that has my particular mm. body type should be wearing. For sure. And uh, well, it's 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 Lululemon, right? So it's meant for a woman. What you mean? You kind of look like eighty percent <laughs> of the women that wear them. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me, Mark? True. So I've been trying it's to fit into this woman's shirt now for quite some time. And today was the day where I finally was like, you know what? I've, I can, I feel like I, I can do it. Did, and I did you go to the grocery store? No. <laughs> yeah, it was my athleisure wear. Yeah. Um, and uh, I felt good about it. I put it on. I felt good about it. I looked in the mirror when I left. I'm like, that's not bad. It's looking all right. Got the hat on. Things are looking good. And my wife, my wife comes and she's like, she's like, oh, that sure looks uh, looks good on you. She's like, it almost fits now. 
And I was just like, oh, yeah, fuck. I, I think I think the average oh, man, man has like one piece of clothing in his closet where he puts it on and goes, you know what? I, I kind of look good in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know? For sure. Yeah, we we is, don't have many. That that's one. for damn sure. I know no, I don't. Is, I, I I definitely hear where you're coming from because I'm I I'm the kind of person that will wear the shirt if it's too tight and and I'll just go on like like there have been times where I'm wearing a shirt that's just I sh- I should not be wearing it's like way <laughs> yeah way like a way t-shirt too from tight. high school <laughs> Seri- like seriously and like I'll look at it and like think that I look good and it's like everyone's yeah. like dude I can see your nipples yeah Jacob has yeah. been class of at ninety eight <laughs> like nice tits Mark. Yeah. <laughs> You're like Donald Trump in his favorite golf shirt. Mm. Right? He, he heads out to the course thinking I look good, and then it's oh, like, no. We made no, it like no. we made it like six minutes into the show without talking about Donald Trump, and fuck here, here he comes. Yeah, if you had a segue on your bingo card, congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, I got, I have a question because I, I'm sorry, but you know, it, it's, I, it's, it pervades my life so much the u.s election and what's going on and everything else well it's over is, is, i know i know but no 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 this we is just won a, we this won is a, this is a question i came up with a while ago uh, a little while ago like, would they not be better off with a third party oh fuck would they not be better off there's gonna be isn't there gonna be one paid isn't the patriot party a thing or gonna be a thing yeah. That's that's what got me thinking about this. Like, I'm not saying some sort of fringe party. I'm just saying, like, in Canada with three major parties, right, people people who um, – a lot of people start out NDP. When you're young, you know, you're, you're kind of sort of – anyway, people go through sort of, a, I think, a change. Or if they do change their minds, typically liberals go to conservatives, you know what I mean? There's like a, an NDP people who definitely are anti-conservative. Well, if they want to, you know, change the vote and still kind of get their way, they go to the liberals. There's 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 a there's a menu. Yes. You know, so I'm just I'm I'm wondering if the whole thing, because it's become so black and white and us versus them in, in the U.S. political. What if what would a third party do? That'd be that's a very good question. Who cares if it's the Patriot Party? But what would a third, like an influential, on the scene, not seen as some rabble rouser, Ross Perot independent, but I mean a third on equal footing, equally recognizable as Republicans and Democrats, what if they had, the U.S. had their own quote unquote NDP? I think it would be, I think it would be interesting. I'm curious to know out of the, let's say, however many people voted for Trump, 75 million, 80 million people, 75 million. I'm curious to know how many of those 75 million, if, if he came out with his own part, like the Patriot Party or something like that, how many people are going to remain Republican and how many people would, would go over to that because I don't think many democratic people would would stray over to either of those so that one party would be split essentially in two however okay however I'm following I'm your logic cu- I'm curious so far. to know what that spl- I'm curious to know what that split would be that's that's what I'd be interested well in. I well exactly but you also have to remember that that fracture right there let's say there's a patriot party and now the Republicans are missing a major chunk of their numbers there are going to be equally as many Democrats who are 
not going to agree and suddenly go, well, this new Republican Party, now that all the nuts are gone, is once mm-hmm. again to, again appealing to me, right? And you've got a more and you've got a more balanced playing field. That's I, I, I don't know why a light doesn't go off for them, honestly, to, because I think it would solve a lot of their problems. I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Good God, I'm no great political thinker. It's just something that came to me the other day when I was reading this thing about this Patriot Party thing with Trump. It would might not be not that I would support a Patriot Party. I'm just saying a third major party introduced to the to the to the drink would make a better tasting cocktail. Might make a more palatable cocktail. Yeah, it's just funny that it would be the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, and the crazies. <laughs> yeah, I think anything would make it at this point a more palatable co- uh, cocktail because uh, it's yeah. been kind of a disaster for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Like, I mean, we've seen something work in the opposite way in Canada. Re- like, remember the progressive conservative party was once uh, like uh, it's a it's currently an amalgamation of two parties that, that existed. Yeah, the one time conservatives right? and, and the Canadian Alliance was. Stockwell yeah, Day. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're so it'll be interesting, right? Because you would it, it would it, it it would all depend on where that third party fell. Like you would hope that it would fall right. in the middle, or you know, the the let's say the Republican Party were to fracture and that move the Republican Party moves a little bit closer to the middle versus the Democrats it's, or whatever. It'd be interesting to see how that would all change, but it would be you know, the Republicans would lose a bunch of elections before they finally yeah, settled yeah. into some sort of strategy. That's for sure. But sure. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Have you guys been following any of the Joe Biden stuff or are you just like completely out of politics <laughs> now that you don't have to pay attention to it every fucking 30 seconds? To be honest, honestly, since since the since the inauguration, I've just been into Bernie fucking Mittens memes. That's that's pretty much it. That's all I've <laughs> really followed along. This this the the, the the psycho is gone. The fucking train wreck is like the the car wreck is over, and I'm already like fifty miles past it on the highway. There's no point in thinking about it anymore. It's over with. See, I don't know that that's a that's kind of a cynical view. Now that now that the show's over, I mean. There's still there's the next chapter in the book. You know what I mean? Like for me in my Google drop down, like Trump news and that sort of thing would always, you know, it, now I'm like, OK, I, I need to sever myself from reading about his bullshit. For sure. What else is, you know, what's going on now sort of thing. So I've I've actually made a conscious effort to try and follow as much Biden as I can and and not, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, so to speak. Mm. I, uh, I I even listen to some of the you know, I mean the the conserv- like the ultra conservative stations on Sirius as much as they'll they'll allow ultra ultra conservative but and even the even the rhetoric on those is so much more tame than it was two weeks ago and maybe that's just the boxer that's been knocked out and, and doesn't have any fight left in him until you know I mean he has a chance mm-hmm. to regain regain his composure but uh, mm-hmm. everything has been a lot more calm uh, and I know that th- I know that there are big things happening but it's just been more calm why did you ask chris i asked because today specifically i was doing the dishes and yeah. i uh i have a a google uh chrome or whatever and i asked it what the news was and the news coming out of the states was actually really positive some of the stuff that biden has been doing has been really positive and i and it, it's just re- super refreshing like for example yeah. the, the one that got me today um was him investing in um, green energy and you know making a point to spend these last couple of days uh, really hammering home the fact that 
you know, even the fact that that a, pre- a sitting American president says that global warming is real and something that we should pay attention to. That's how fucking low the bar is and how, how low it's been raised. I heard yeah. that today. And I'm like, hey, we might be all right after all. We have somebody that leads the biggest world's biggest economy taking after glo- taking care of global warming. He's stopping the. Uh, new drilling. He's stopping like on new federal, drilling for oil lands. Yeah, on federal lands, no, no drilling, no nothing. A pause on everything on federal lands. But mm, he's still. not banning, not banning fracking. No, 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 no. I, it's just, it's yeah. just definite. It's a refreshing change and a step in the right direction. Yeah, Trump legitimately had on the White House's website. Like a, like oh, a, yeah. a page that said that global warming wasn't real. So oh, so yeah, we're absolutely. you know what I mean. It's yeah. it's quite the turn, which is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, with the Super Bowl coming up, it's like you know a week and a half away, uh, which you know the talk about it will seem like two hundred days. But <laughs> um, I was just I was thinking about that in the car today. That the Super Bowl I think is the last major sort of worldwide spectacle type event before COVID-19 that I can remember anyway. Like, you know, Mm. massive spectacle, people sitting shoulder to shoulder. It's the last thing that I can remember uh, is the Super Bowl having gone up. I I guess I was I was watching the playoffs over the weekend and my poor Bills. Those poor Bills fans. Yeah, no, I I was thinking, you know, Super Bowl and and just it kind of dawned on me that, yeah, the Super Bowl never got hit by it. Like NHL and NBA and all that stuff started happening in mid-March, but the Super Bowl was the last major sporting event, uh, even major event I can remember happening before all this mess. Over the over the the little break between episodes, it had been one year exactly since the first Canadian uh, COVID right. case. Yeah, uh, and yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, I, I distinctly remember going over to my buddy's house. You know, I, I made chili and we, we ate pizza and watched the Super Bowl. And it's just crazy to think that, you know, for one, a year has passed, but for two, that like we won't be able to do that. Like, are you guys going to do like planning on doing anything special for Super Bowl? Like. This no, year be, at all, like just I'll at home. Here. I mean, like yeah, I, I've I've been watching the game at, at home for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it, like COVID nineteen has changed so much, and you fucking prick of a disease, you couldn't change Tom Brady being in the fucking. <laughs> Come on, sure. the Brady boy. My God, you, you know you have you have changed and altered our lives eternally, and you can't get Tom Brady out of the Super Bowl. It made Fuck him stronger. You, Fuck you, COVID. It made him even. It made him even stronger. I have some. I know you love Tom Brady, Benny. I have some Tom Brady facts. I that do will, love Tom Brady. Hang on. Wow, what uh, amazing! Him, Grab Amanda. your jersey. Hang on, Amanda. How do we feel about Tom Brady? Fuck you, Tom Brady. Thank you. <laughs> See, that's so. Go ahead and wow, and I mean, no, listen. Hey, yeah. it's sports, right? It's 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 like any drama or TV series. You got to have an antagonist, and Tom Brady yeah. is Tom Brady is my Moriarty. He is. I just <laughs> fuck Tom Brady. But go ahead, amaze me. Less than two weeks, Tom Brady will start in his 10th Super Bowl. No other quarterback has started more than five. John Elway is uh, second all time for five Super Bowls. Doubled them up. Doubled up. Brady's, yeah, Brady's peers, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers have combined to start in nine, and he has started in 10. Oh, my God. 
He's reached the Super Bowl in more than half of the seasons in which he's been a full-time starting quarterback. And for anybody that wow. uh, remembers how this magical journey started, it's when uh, Drew Bledsoe got hurt and he uh, tore his ACL and Tom Brady came in and 10 Super Bowls later, <laughs> Ben loves him. Uh, never mind the numbers. Everybody, football fans know the numbers. When are you going to get to the part where he shits rainbow colors? And- <laughs> well, that's when, he, that's when he married Giselle. He's played in more conference championship games than 26 NFL teams. <laughs> Listen, that is nuts. I got. I got to say this. Like, I I would love to have known what Bill Belichick, the coach of the Patriots, was thinking as Brady walked off the field having won that game, and he's going to the Super Bowl again. I mean, it, that was the ongoing debate with football fans: is it the coach or is it the player? Yeah, I and think for it. the first time in twenty years, New England missed the playoffs, and Tom Brady, Tom fucking Brady, is going to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady mm-hmm. left New England. Like Tom Brady left New England, went to a brand new team with a brand new offensive system. He did not have any training camp, and he's still going to the Super Bowl at the age of forty-three. He's the greatest quarterback yeah. of all time, and I there's fucking, no debate. I hate there's him. No debate. This, I this hope one, break his fucking legs. Too. Break his <laughs> legs. And he's married to no, the, the richest supermodel break, in the world. No, and he lives in a castle. Break, <laughs> cut. Break his legs. <laughs> last last one I have for you is he spent he spent all those seasons with New England, and this is his first season with uh, with uh, the Bucks. And uh, Tom Brady has thrown more playoff touchdown passes than any other Bucks quarterback in history with the with the seven that he has now thrown in the playoffs. Jesus, so. <laughs> he's been there one year. Unbelievable. The best. There's no debating. He's the best. Yeah. That's amazing. Did you did you guys hear about this GameStop story? Have you heard about it? Do you know GameStop, the video game company, <laughs> no. that, that's the yeah. store? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a crazy internet story, um, which has been... Has been uh, unfolding over the last couple of days um weeks or so okay so this game there's this there's this website or sorry this 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 uh um, company called gamestop they sell video games everybody's kind of under the impression and they, and it's been a long uh it, it's a it's a poorly kept secret that this ca- this company is going to go out of business right they're selling video okay. games everybody buys video games online whatever so so it's just been you know self-evident and they've been trying to survive for the last bit they for a while they've been losing money for a while i don't need to get too far into it the fu- the the where the story gets interesting is there's these big hedge funds okay these 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 um uh wall street hedge funds okay. that put they 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 invested in shorts on gamestop so for people that don't know what that is they're basically betting that this company will go under right so yes. they're, they're they're they yeah yeah exactly so they shorted on gamestop stock but this online community of people wanted to stick it to these specific Wall Street <laughs> bankers, like these okay. specific. So they 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 led a campaign online to in to drive up the stock. Does this involve of GameStop? Does this involve Elon Musk somehow? I don't know because it's a very complex story, and okay. I'm not like a like a, I'm not like an investment person, so I don't really yeah. know a lot about it. But essentially. Like like thousands of of 
you know, casual day traders hopped on board and ended up driving the stock prices up a GameStop by like a thousand percent, like insane to the point where these, these wall street, these, these hedge funds, wall streets were like hemorrhaging money to the point where they had to sell. They had no choice but to sell because it was like literally like destroying their, their bottom I line. Love it. And they, they yeah, it's a crazy story. And I like it's the it. same thing's I know, happening I, I right cut. now with, yeah, sorry. The same thing's happening now with AMC theaters. There's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, hedge fund managers, whatever, whatever they call them. I don't really know the terminology very well. Okay. Wall street yeah, yeah. investment bankers or whatever sure. that are shorting AMC and this same community is heavily investing in AMC, in AMC to drive movie. up the stock prices <laughs> to make them feel like the pain. It's wild. I love wild that story. story. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's how you occupy Wall Street. That's how you fucking Unbelievable, win eh? these types of things. That's really cool. I had just heard a thing this morning, uh, the tail end of a news story that involved Elon Musk saying something about a website or some company and yeah, their stock shooting up. That's the reason I asked mm-hmm. if it involved Elon Musk. No, that, that's a fantastic story. It really yeah, it's is. crazy. Yeah, it's like it's like the opposite of cancel culture. <laughs> exactly. Right? You know, it's a video game company. It's so insane. Can, it's cancel Wall Street. Not Occupy. Mm. Cancel Wall Street. I love that. Yeah. It's great. Very cool. The only the only other thing that I um that I pulled off of the internet um <laughs> was in the Netherlands. Or no, sorry, sorry. Um Denmark in Denmark, fucking European countries. Who knows? One, one same, of the, one of those. Same thing. One of the one. I one of the ones. I think the they same. wear clogs. Anyways, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, they all wear clogs over there. <laughs> so, so they they celebrated uh, earlier this month. They celebrated 100 years of sausage stands by having a hot dog crawl throughout i guess the down it's just like a you know because it's something that they could have because of the pandemic because it's outdoors or whatever um and it was just like this this event where it just celebrated hot dog stands what i should have thought was very very odd and it it caused me to wonder and i don't really have an answer to this right now because it's a very hard question to answer but like do you remember like a particular, like, is there a place that you would go? Like if you were going to buy a hot dog right mm. now and you wanted like the best hot dog you could ever have there, there whatever it is, what, like, where would you go to get that hot dog? Outside of, uh, outside of Canadian tire at center mall. <laughs> that guy's good. <laughs> he is good. That guy's, oh, that guy's yeah. good. No, so he's the good. one at, so he's is the one at, uh, Barton, Barton and Parkdale, the beer store there. There's like, uh, God, dog fathers or something like that. Yeah, man. No, I, I'm with Mark. No, there's, there's, oh. there's good ones. You can, you can find the good ones. And when you do, yeah. like, yeah, you kind of. If you're living in a really urban area, then definitely. Like when I was living in Toronto, definitely because you'd have you know street meat vendors everywhere, so you could actually yeah. choose and find your fave. You know what? Uh, you know, COVID, COVID is uh, again has taken another casualty, which is uh, me loading up all the shit on my own street meat hot dog because you can't do that anymore. <laughs> exactly, they don't, they don't leave all the toppings out. They have them behind the counter, and then they ask you what you want. And when I say I want olives, I want like a fucking stupid amount of olives, not a couple of scoops. You put olives on your your sausage too. So I do I. My, my wife and my daughter mustard. look at me. Oh, my wife and daughter look at me like I'm a, a pig. You put sauerkraut too and olives. 
I'm like a, a bit when I I treat my street meat the way that people uh, if you don't want to share cigarettes that start smoking menthol they get menthol cigarettes <laughs> and no one will bum one from them that's the way yeah. I get my street meat I put shit on it so no one else will want it so I get yeah, exactly <laughs> that's why Big Turk is my favorite chocolate bar nobody wants to steal my fucking oh, Big Turk thank oh, you <laughs> Big Turk and Eat More my two favorites. What is oh, wrong man. with you? That is only because you are 50 years old plus. That's why you like that shit. <laughs> That's it. It's <laughs> like your street meat, yo. No, nobody oh, wants a fucking sauerkraut and all of that. Nobody Turk. wants it. Thank you. Oh, delicious. They <laughs> <laughs> finally came out with Big Turk Bites, man. So I eat, oh, I'll get a bag yeah. and just... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. all right, gentlemen. I think so. So I think we're. I think it's time to take a little bit of a break, and then maybe we'll come back and do a little overrated, underrated. Are you Are you guys up for that? Real quick, because I got to be honest with you. I got in the door an hour and a half ago. I haven't eaten, and I worked all day, and I want to eat, 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 eat. Sure. Eat. So let's take a, a break. Turn overrated, underrated. Dinner, dinner is highly underrated. Quick right? break. Quick break. We'll do three, <laughs> three or four overrated, underrated, and 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 we'll get you to that yeah. that sauerkraut dog or whatever. All right. <laughs> starving man i would kill my i would eat my own dick right now so let's take a break <laughs> well, there's a big turk for you <laughs> if i'm screaming when we come back you'll know what happened Okay. I'm Chris Brown, and this is your Lockdown Entertainment Update. The start of a brand new month means a whole bunch of new movies, documentaries, and TV shows hitting your favorite streaming services. On February 1st, Netflix adds the Friday movies, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs 2, and all seven seasons of Parks and Recreation. Amazon Prime is adding Limitless, The Big Sick, and Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2 as of February 1st. And finally, Disney Plus members should mark their calendars for Friday, February 23rd. That's when they add their Star Movies service, which includes hundreds of movies like Deuce Bigelow, Alien vs. Predator, Big Trouble in Little China, and so much more. Oh yeah, and whatever you do, don't go outside. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there. Now, let's get back to the show. Black Sheep Radio, we are back. We're going to play a quick game of um, overrated, underrated. Uh, so we're, we're going to try to keep it brief because we really don't want Ben to eat his own dick. Like we're trying <laughs> to avoid that Thank from you. happening. <laughs> so this is a popular online game. I'm not going to pretend like I, I invented it. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to throw out a topic. We'll do, let's say, three or four. We'll see how it goes. Okay. And um, we'll get we're going to get everybody's take to see if they believe believe that it, it's overrated or underrated okay you ready to go go overrated or underrated craft beer is craft beer overrated or is it underrated 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 ben underrated ben with I, the underrated why i feel you like, love it i feel that craft beer is overrated that's my opinion mm, yeah uh, no i i i mean uh i think it's underrated the craft beer i like i think is underrated let's say no craft beer the the uh, just the beer itself i i i've got a lot of them that i like and there's nothing like in terms of molson labat or insert factory brewery here that tastes better than the ones that i like so i'm gonna say underrated Hmm. Interesting. I feel that uh, craft beer yeah. is overrated because 
I've just, I've never had to fight my way through a a Molson product. I've never had to gag down a fucking Coors Light. (laughs) But there's been a couple craft beers where I was like, holy fuck, there's too much hibiscus in this. (laughs) There's something to be said for consistency is what you're telling me. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. What is it? What is our, how does Argo Mike feel about craft beer? Oh, fuck it. He will Are you kidding? I, when he asked me to bring beer over, I do. I bring like strawberry. I bring like, I, br- I brought him once. I brought him, no, I brought him like hibiscus infused ale. It's still, I brought it last summer. It's still in his fridge. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Uh, shout out to Argo Mike. He's a, he's yeah. a, a long time listener of the show, and I yeah. knew that he hated craft beer because I had <laughs> him on Facebook. I, I love Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, I think the craft beer is overrated. To be perfectly honest, I don't think okay. I'm not saying that it's bad, but I think that like if you're the kind of person that makes like craft beer like your personality like I, there's like people that like i went to i went to a fucking like a craft beer festival or whatever and like i got caught in a conversation with some guy talking about like i don't know the 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 smell i don't know what the fuck he was talking about i'll be honest i tuned completely out but he was talking about some shit he was he was talking about beer as if it was like a supermodel or something it was really weird and i I had no time for it there's no denying just like viticulture or coffee culture there's people who take Mm -hmm. it way too seriously for sure yeah Yeah. for sure okay overrated underrated niagara on the lake is niagara on the lake overrated or underrated (laughs) <laughs> Und- okay no okay real quick uh i'm gonna say overrated now but i do want to say that i worked in niagara on the lake like up until the early 90s i was like a i worked at a, a bar and, and niagara on the lake once upon a time was really underrated it was beautiful but now it's mm-hmm. it's been you know it's like collingwood it's just it's been overrun with condos and beach homes and shit damn yeah i'm you know i mean i'm f- 41. So I think that I will really enjoy Niagara on the Lake in about 40 years. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right now, I view it as being a little bit overrated, though it is pretty close to the outlet mall, which I will also say is slightly overrated. Mm, yeah. Mm. Technically That's, the outlet mall is I believe in Niagara on the lake. It begins yeah. uh, that's where the border is where white folks, I mean White Oaks is um, <laughs> yeah, a tennis yeah. club. Yeah. Uh, that's I think that's where the border of St. Catharines and Niagara on the lake is. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Niagara on the lake is underrated. Okay. But only because I don't really have a lot of experience there. And I, I, w- I went there a couple of times mm. and I had a good time. You know what I mean? Like I, it wasn't, it wasn't played out for me. I was still kind of a tourist in it and I managed to enjoy it and it was nice. I like I, but I like, I also like antique shopping. So like, don't, don't look to me as a, as a guy that that's like, you know, the, the arbiter of whether or not this is overrated or underrated because I, I'm probably, yeah, hating. yeah. Well, I look. I look forward to my daughters taking me there. <laughs> Go ahead. Overrated or underrated? This is this one's kind of in the same vein as Niagara and Lake. I want to say so. I I feel like this is going to be similar answers, but we'll go with it anyways. Farmers markets are farmers markets overrated Ooh. or underrated? I'm going to say underrated. Um, if if I'm going for 
food. I'm a foodie, so I'm going to say underrated because farmers markets rarely ever disappoint me for food. If you're going mm. into the vendors and looking at blankets and cross stitch, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> but for, for buying food, I'm all about it. Sure. Well, I just want to cl- like clarify: flea market, farmer market, different different things. Correct? Totally different. Yes. Things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then, then I would I would say that farmer uh, farmers markets are very overrated. I think that mm. um, they tend to smell like shit and like fish <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't really the food there doesn't really seem appealing to me. It just seems like stuff that should be refrigerated isn't. <laughs> oh and it's like, my fuck, God. like I feel like I'm in fucking Wuhan. <laughs> oh my god! So, You're a fucking uh, piece of oh, work. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more, one yeah. more. Okay, we'll do one more. We'll do one more. Um, let's say let's Wuhan. let's go with yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> shit, there's too much stuff on ice. It's quarter the cost from down the road. It's not, it's not bats. Come on. <laughs> overrated, underrated track pants. Are track pants overrated or are they underrated? Track pants should not be allowed on earth. Track pants are tra- track pants. Track pants are the ketchup of apparel. Track pants are for assholes. Uh, <laughs> like honestly it, we i i'm willing to have conversation but track pants are for assholes <laughs> i think that uh i think that i spent 40 40 years of my life uh feeling like track pants were very overrated and i think that the past uh one year of lockdown has made me feel that track pants are very underrated and um mm. for anybody that's spent like two or three days in the same pair, you know what I'm talking about. Like that is that's comfort. No, it's gross. It, it's it's gross. Actually, is what it is. Sorry, you've been wearing track pants for the same three th- three days in a row. You've had them. I'm just I'm just. And saying you have a problem picking up have. buns at the farmers market because you feel dirty. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Maybe that's the smell at the farmer's market. Grandma's like, <laughs> muffins are grossing you out, but your pants aren't? This farmer smell this mar- farmer's market smells like oh. ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wait, it's my it's my root. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that was fun. Okay, that that concludes overrated underrated. Good shit. That game was fucking underrated and then I think it's uh, it's stepped up. <laughs> we'll oh definitely we'll definitely bring that one back. That was fun. So so coming up next we've got Mike Mitchell. Yeah. He stopped by oh. to chat about his his new show. I'm really excited to talk about it. Is what was it called again? Uh, this is this the is thing. The, yeah, this this is the thing. Yeah, this yeah. is the thing. So he'll be up next. Um and yeah, I'm looking for, looking forward to our chat with him. Black Sheep Radio. Say go. We're go. We're, We're go. Right. We're live. All right. So this is uh, the very first ever podcast that uh, I've done. I'm uh, Ben and my friend Chris is here with me. How's it going? Doing your very first first podcast like you know doing doing it live sort of thing yeah i I would say so like i i've um i've been a huge fan of podcasts for a really long time Uh um 
just the variety and, and the freedom that, that it allows. You, you can have a lot of a lot of conversations that, that you know you're not typically allowed to have right? other frames. Like, uh, <laughs> well, here's the wild thing is 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 that I, I've got like this big radio history and everything else, but I've never done a podcast myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, like I've been on one uh, with my friend Chris uh, Bodden, but uh, uh, like I've never done this before. Yeah. So yeah, both of us are sort of coming into this as uh, as newbies, which yeah. is which is kind of cool, man. Yeah, it is really cool. I mean, like newbies in a sense. I mean, I, I think that you know it, it might it might take a second for us to get our legs underneath us but I, I, don't, I don't really think it'll take that long to be honest it, it's just it's really a half a second yeah possibly <laughs> possibly, <laughs> possibly even less you know here we are we're just we're gonna toy around with ideas and 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 the idea that I had for this first one and you and I have talked about this before we got started is uh, to Go in with the idea that we have no idea, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. As to, uh, like, I put it out on, on my Facebook page, and people have already had some ideas, mm-hmm. uh, some suggestions as to what to talk about and what to call it and everything else. But I I always, uh, I've always approached broadcasting, or I guess now podcasting, with the idea that you just crack the mic and run, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, there's a certain thrill about that. I don't know, maybe not for you, but for me, there, there's the thrill of, hey, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Exactly. And, and sometimes it's a good idea to have an idea. Yeah. Um, but in this case, uh, being our first one together, uh, you and me, is is to have no idea. Yeah. And, and, and just to, to hash out um, some thoughts as to where this might go. Um, ben, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey. Sweet. Hey, there you go. Awesome. Who's with us? Is, Everybody. Is Mike. Mike's is with Mike us. With- it's all of us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. If, if like, I were to have, say, my own show on Crave, I would write myself in as that character who comes bursting through the door <laughs> in the middle of a conversation <laughs> and has, like, a, you know, a really nifty catch line, like, sup, everybody, and everybody in the can laughter. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's the way yeah. you have to do it. I'd be like a really Who's got donuts? Yeah. Who's, got, who's got donuts? <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, um, so, so you're – the uh, news news came down what about a month a month and a half ago or so that that you've got this project in the works and it's called this is the thing um, releasing on Crave is it Five TV One or Crave TV or something like that spring of twenty twenty one so so it must be coming up pretty soon right yeah no it's uh, going to be on Bell Five TV One in middle of April it's kind of what we're shooting for um, you know as long as everything goes well and COVID doesn't ruin the world again. But that's, uh, it's, yeah, that, that's what we're on track to do. Uh, I, I, I have to know, like, how, how I, I have so many questions, but I just like while we're while we're there and, and talking about the show coming out and everything else, what's the process of getting your show on TV like? Like, how arduous, how arduous is it? Is it is it something that is in, in your case? Is it a flick of a switch where you just. You got lucky with something or you've been trying really hard? What's the process? Uh, I'm honestly insanely lucky with this. This is the first time I've ever actually pitched anything. And um, wow. yeah, like I, I, I'm part of a few Facebook groups. Um, like Lights Camera Hamilton is this one Facebook group where everybody in the film industry in Hamilton kind of you know alerts each other to jobs that are opening or whatever. 
Uh, so the development producer at Bell posted something that said, hey, like we're looking for submissions. It has to be locally focused, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, actually, I think I have an idea here that I've been kicking around for a little while. Uh, and, I, and truthfully, I'd been kicking it around for a while, but I didn't think that anybody would be interested in anything about <laughs> Hamilton. Um, like, I, I love Hamilton, but, I mean, we get ignored all the time for, uh, for Toronto. So I thought, what the hell, I'll just uh, send him a quick email and say, hey, here's like, Cole's notes of my idea. Let me know if you want to jump on the phone. Uh, I think we had a phone call, like, the next day. Um, he said it was going to be a 15-minute thing. We ended up talking for about an hour and a half. And That's yeah, always just, good. Yeah, for sure. And that yeah. was one of those things that I got off the phone. I was like, oh, I think uh, I think I might have something here. So yeah, just kind of hunkered down and started into uh, the whole pitch process and putting together some characters and some basic ideas. And yeah, I mean, I, I got way ahead of myself, but yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a job. Well, it's essentially a job interview. It's I mean, you see the job posting and you put in your you put in your resume and come out with what come out with what you come out with. That's awesome. Oh yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Did you have like a did you have like a pilot written or anything, or was it just one of those things where you went into the conversation and and you yeah. you know presented this idea to them and then had to write it, or did you have it like like you know structured out already? Yeah, I I went in completely cold to be perfectly honest. Wow, I had, like some well basic done. ideas. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I I mean I I I'm a stand up comic. I can kind of talk my way through mm-hmm. things, right? So cool. yeah, I basically said, "Here's sort of what I'm thinking. Here's uh, and like I kind of, if he's listening, I didn't lie. But if he's not listening, I totally lied through my teeth. <laughs> that that like yeah, we have sponsors <laughs> on board. That like people that are really ready to make this happen. Um, Good for you. Which is like I kind of had people in my back pocket that said if you wanted to do anything at some point, let me know and we can help you out. So it wasn't a total lie, but they just didn't <laughs> know that they had signed up for something yet. Well, there you go. There you go, kids. No preparation needed. Just wing it. Yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> just totally go in and wing it. That's awesome. So, so this is the thing. Tell, tell, like, what's for everybody who's new to this? Because the show's new to everyone, pretty much, including myself. What, what's, what's the show the about? And yeah, yeah. So uh, this is the thing. Is about two thirty-something guys that work at a record store, but they don't want to work at a record store. Uh, tale as old as time, right? You don't want to work your retail job anymore. Uh, so one guy is trying to be a comedian, which is played by me and my coworker, Tim is trying to be a, uh, a YouTuber. He wants that viral success pretty badly. Um, so it's kind of about us trying to follow our dreams and, and you know, try to be a better stand up comic, try to take things off with YouTube. And because we work in the record store, we have bands kind of dropping in and out to do in-store performances and kind of hanging out. And obviously there's stand up comedy in, uh, in many of the episodes because it's a show about comedy and music. So uh, the way that we kind of did this thing is every episode uh, has a performance in one way or the other, whether or not it's music or comedy. Um, but it's not done in like a cheesy way, I don't think. I mean, I think it's it's pretty straightforward. But um, yeah, it's not like one of those, hey, and here comes the next band, one of those cheesy like throws <laughs> yeah, at yeah. what's going on. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like it's it's it happens very organically, uh, I think. I hope it comes across that yeah. way. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically the gist of it. Okay, well, yeah, because it, it's weird. Um, the characters are sort of reflective of the show. It almost like, you know, because anybody who wants to be a YouTuber, uh, anybody who wants to be a stand-up comedian, anybody who wants to get their show on television is pretty much looking for a viral following and to, to, to grow that following. So it's how what I guess I'm trying to get at is how biographical is the show? 
Yeah, I, it's uh, semi-biographical. I, would okay. say. I mean, all of What's the characters that? are based off of our real-life personalities, but everything is, is ratcheted up times 100. Understood. So, yeah. Uh, I like, I, I've made the comparison to Curb Your Enthusiasm, not in, I like, I wish that we are as funny as, as Larry David. And, and <laughs> so do I. <laughs> so yeah. But you know, like where like Larry David's character is just, uh, a blown out version of Larry David in real life. Like he, he doesn't actually save mm. people, but he, he would sure love to. Right. Well, that's definitely, that's definitely one thing like the two of us have in common. Cause when I tell people that I have a podcast, I kind of describe it as like a cross between like Bob McCowan and Howard Stern. But like, I don't, I mean that like literally, like I, I genuinely think that highly of myself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so what's the, what's the significance of the name? Um, <laughs> so it's, I guess there's two parts to it. Uh, I say, this is the thing constantly without even cool. needing to to set mm. up um like anything and, and it kind of came i mean we had this idea before we had the idea to pitch the show about maybe doing like a podcast or just some some video content called this is the thing where we talk to bands and comedians and be like okay dude give me what the deal is about this band so you'd start off the interview by saying okay this is the thing about the dirty nil or this is the thing about the arkells and cool. mm. list some stuff. So it kind of went from there. Um, and then I realized that when you make it into an acronym, it spells out TIT. Um, so <laughs> I was like, well, we have, to, we have to make this now. Of course it has to stay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, thing, awesome. the, the things they do, aren't they unbelievable? Like they, they, truly, are the, <laughs> the, they truly are my muse. Yeah, it exactly. says TIT. I got to go for it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no way it wasn't going to be the title at that point. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. You talk about uh, Hamilton being kind of, I mean, essentially the city being a character in itself, which if anybody that's from Hamilton, I'm sure will agree, agree with that statement. Where are some of the the places that are going to be featured in, in throughout the shows? Like, you know, I mean, people that, uh, that are going to watch it, they're going to be like, oh, I've been there. What are some of the highlights? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, we've got three I guess four basic sets. Um, Levity Comedy Club, which is right downtown yep. in Jackson Square. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome place. We do all of the record store scenes up at uh, Sunrise Records at Lamridge Mall. Thank you. I, I, okay, I, I, have, I keep going, please. But I've, I've got so yeah. Go ahead. Nice. Um, yeah, we, uh, we we shot a lot of B roll, just walking around like Ottawa Street and and Barton and Cannon and stuff like that. Like. I think in the teaser, um, I'm walking past the Shoe King, which is just that the old shoe building that just yeah, literally yeah. says shoe yep. that's falling apart. Um, <laughs> we've got some scenes at the Winking Judge. Um, we're going to do some stuff at the Cotton Factory. That's actually our next location to shoot at. Um, a lot of stuff that's really recognizable, and I wanted to make sure, too, that when we're showing off Hamilton, we don't dress it up as anything but Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like well, you're getting B-roll on Barton. They're going to get a real taste of Hamilton. Oh, my God. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, does, do, okay. So does that mean like Ancaster, Stony Creek, Binbrook? Do they eventually find their way into the storyline? or What's the are comedy we talking, scene like in Binbrook? <laughs> like can, you can't do the Barton shuffle in Binbrook, but if you're going to be, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Or like maybe get out to Dunville, just like just on the outskirts. Flamborough. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, we're certainly open to to that, and it's funny though too, because people will lump those little municipalities into being as part of Hamilton. 
But if yeah. you're from Dundas, like you're from Dundas, you never say that you're from mm-hmm. Hamilton. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the white gloves usually gives that away if you're from Dundas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you get the how do you get the locations? Is it people you know? Do people approach you to say this would be a good place to shoot or uh so we we approached everybody um so far and then we've had a few actually actually since the uh, the teaser hit, we've had a bunch of people reaching out and say, like, hey, you gotta shoot something down here. So oh, like we talked about doing like Confederation Park or stuff at Hess Village or Augusta Street. I mean, we're doing obviously the Winking Judge, which is on Augusta Street, but um, yeah, just like the stuff that people would really recognize from Hamilton. Like we have the, the giant Hamilton globe in the yeah, teaser. And that's right at the very beginning, the that's wicked. Yeah, and like make it like very, very Hamilton. Um, we don't have anything with waterfalls yet, but we're trying to figure out a way to kind of work that in. But again, not in a. Not I, in a I suggest I, I suggest shooting that next week. I hear it's a great time to be near waterfalls, right? Right here, <laughs> it, when it's minus fifteen, it, it always works out well. Anyone who tries it, that's perfect. Like I always tell friends, why should they visit? Why should we visit Hamilton? Hamilton sucks, and the people who say Hamilton sucks, I say, listen. If you want to learn how great it is, just visit any one of our waterfalls in mid-February, and we'll, we'll see you at the bottom, motherfucker. <laughs> so, so, you, so you said, so you said this is obviously your first um, venture into a television series, um, which would be hard enough, but you know, you guys filmed and are filming a lot of it in the middle of a pandemic so i'd imagine that you know the difficulties are ramped up uh you know at least double like have you had did you you had a hard time like navigating that or or did you guys like bring along a bunch of people to you know that to help you along with the process like 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 how has that been for you guys yeah yes and no with that i mean it's it was kind of difficult there's a few scenes and there's still a few scenes that we have coming up that we're going to have to cheat a little bit that Mm. they require or they and you know best case scenario would have larger crowds um, so for anything that we needed extras or have crowds, like we would bring in extras that were in their own bubble. So it was like, call up like a family friend and be like, Hey, do you and your boyfriend and your brother want to come out? Cause I know you guys are all living together right now. Cool. Wow. There's three people. And that's like, that's clever. just try to keep it like that. Um, we like, we didn't shoot and we didn't shoot with masks on and we made sure to not have COVID as part of the universe. But when we were actually shooting it, I mean, everybody had to wear their mask up until rolling was called. And then as soon as cut was called, you got to throw your mask back on. Uh, hmm. We did temperature checks for everybody. We did like pre-screening, all that kind of stuff. Um, and like really maintained as much distance as we possibly could. I think that we did a pretty good job of, of cheating it um, for the most part. But there's a few things that I can see. It's like, oh, you can tell that pe- people are six feet apart in certain scenes just because they kind of have to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you need like Peter Jackson to to go in and edit it and layer a bunch of other people in behind. Like, holy shit, there's like ten thousand people there. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Maybe for the next uh, round of everything, but probably in the long run, though. I mean, if the show takes off and 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 you know things things grow out of this, you'll probably I would imagine anyway that you'd look back on that and go, you know, in some way it was good that that happened that way. Like, it, do you think there's something that it's sort of forced you to do as a cast and a crew? Yeah, oh, totally. And we had to be creative with a, a number of things, bringing a bunch of different wardrobe. And like we had, we had an amazing crew, and it was really a small, tight crew. Mm-hmm. But it, depending on what the the scene was or the shot, we'd have like our sound guy or one of the grips 
be like, okay, you just set this up over here, toss on that shirt, and we need you to walk by. Cool. Got that? Perfect. And just, like, have the crew come in and out as, as background. And, cool. Uh, like, many people did many things on this, which is uh, which is awesome. And, like, we we kind of set out a rule really early when we sent uh, the initial emails to all the cast and crew. It was like, no egos, no dicks. If you're going to be a dick, you can go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't have time for that. Right on. Good, Good stuff. Point. That's great. So we were we were playing a little bit of a game uh, called overrated underrated. I'm sure you've seen something, you know, similar on YouTube or whatever. It, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and claim that I made it up. I've, no, I watched I, it on the I internet just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So so yeah so so I so I was wondering, Mike, if you, if you would be interested in playing along a little like Hamilton centric. Well, just it'll just be quick, but like a Hamilton focused overrated underrated. Oh my god, totally. Yeah, I can't wait to Sweet. take this stuff down. Sweet. Okay, so number 1. And 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 Mark and Ben, you can you can definitely jump in on this. Tally Ho. Is Tally Ho overrated oh, or underrated? It is underrated in my opinion. Oh, it's okay. Underrated, but uh depends who you talk to. Okay, I think it's underrated, <laughs> but it's one of those things too where like I avoided Tally Ho like I avoided The Sopranos and Breaking Bad for the longest time because so many people would talk about how amazing it was. And then I was like hammered one night and Mm -hmm. uh, some friends brought us out and I was like, all right, this is the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. So, okay, (laughs) cool. I get it. I get it. I made the I made the mistake of having tally ho for lunch like on a weekday when when I wasn't drinking and it just dummied me. I was out for the rest of the day. I smelt like the place because like you walk in there and your clothes just stink like roast beef. But also like I had it just it just took me out completely. Ben, are you into tally ho? Uh, I am living in a parallel universe with Mike in that uh, I had Tally Ho for the very first time this past summer after living. How long have I been living here now? Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, okay, so the person whom I was working with was a Tally, uh, like a total Tally Ho. I mean, Tally Ho. (laughs) Like if it it were lunchtime, she'd lay on the horn and head for Tally Ho. Literally yelling that out the window. So I, I got a lot of tally ho over the summer. There, it, it's a, it's a bit of a weird thing when when they hit it, and I'm not saying they consistently do, but when they hit it, it's a good sandwich. I'll say that. Mm, fair it's, enough. It's a quality fair sandwich. Enough. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, you got to have a lot of horseradish on there, though. A lot of horseradish. <laughs> Just saying. So this 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 one this one's a little bit a little bit older, but. It'd be interesting to see because I know what I know what Ben will say about this, but but it'll yeah. be interesting to see what the next generation thinks. Ivor Wynn, overrated oh. or underrated? Underrated, super underrated. Mm. Um, the only so I like I used to love going there, obviously as a kid, but like the neighborhood, people are parking on the lawns, the tailgating, all that's awesome. Um, well, actually, when I was working at Y One Hundred Eight doing some of the the street team stuff, I did a couple of seasons working for the Tie Cats. Cool. And, the stories that the visiting announcers would have about Ivor Wynn. It's like, oh my God, it was fucking crazy. People would pour beer on us. They'd throw batteries, pennies, nuts. I was like, that's, a, that's the best thing I've ever heard. That's pretty, that's pretty great. That, that is pretty great. But There's just like, no rules in the CFL, I guess. And then when you come to Hamilton, it's just another level. Yeah, and it's, it's such a Hamilton thing, though, when they were proposing the new stadium. They're like, you know what? Let's just turn it sideways. Like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's not even anything new they just turned it sideways basically basically 
Um, okay. Um, super crawl. Overrated uh, or underrated? Overrated. Um, yeah. What it's turned into is overrated for sure. And when it like was an organic thing that people really started to like to go to and it built from the art crawls up, like I, that was pretty cool. But the last few years, it was just like it became too big for itself. So, you know, when I think of local art crawls, I sure think of Honda having an exhibit with a CRV. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Honda's definitely not known for their contribution to the art community. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. That's for sure. Practical Japanese craftsmanship and art with pictures of yeah. fucking i don't know i don't really go to i usually drunk fuel, at super crawl i don't really know what efficiency. else goes on to be on. yeah yeah chris, okay we'll do yeah, chris, you just heard it there i'm usually drunk at super crawl chris isn't actually wanting to know mike's opinion he just really wants to know what happens at super crawl yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you i really thought it was stop. just like everyone crawls right like because that's just been my experience the whole time <laughs> no, but um, i guess it. there's more to it than that there's Honda Honda's there too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One, I, I got, I got one more overrated, underrated Hamilton is home t-shirts. Uh, overrated. You know what? It's not, it's not a bad idea, but it's like when it started to turn into this whole thing of like Hamilton is yoga. Hamilton is sandwiches. Mm. Hamilton is yurts. Like, come on, man. It's, it's not. It's Hamilton is yeah. Hamilton's great, and there's like they definitely. I I will say that true Hamiltonian like they really kind of captured what was going on in the city at the time when they like the civic pride thing and like really getting mm-hmm. an entire yep. city to rally behind them. Yeah, and that's awesome, yep. man. And I like all the power to you. Um, but then when you start seeing the stores pop up like all over the city, it's like yeah. But how many shirts can you sell that say Hamilton is home? There's a lot. There's a lot of people that have them. Oh That's my what God. I'm most blown so away by. Many, so many people have them, and like multiples, like different. Yeah. They have the hoodie, like different it's colors. Well, I'm, I, I say that I'm just pissed. I didn't think of the idea first, but yeah, yeah. seriously, yeah. It's so simple. Yeah, pretty ingenious. Thank you, it's thank you for ingenious. admitting it because I was just thinking the same thing in my head. <laughs> the guy who made it up is sitting in his living room now, going, "Yeah." <laughs> Who cares? Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. I, I want to sneak in one last question. Yeah, if I have I one last one, too. <laughs> okay. Um, Mike, uh, so Sunrise at Lime Ridge Mall. That's where you <laughs> you shoot one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like one, where one, of, one of the shoots. Um, so I mentioned this to the guys. Uh, I wonder if it's that Sunrise. And I wasn't even sure if it was still open, which shows how long it's been since I've been to Lime Ridge Mall. Um, but anyway, uh, as soon as I I was figured it out, I'm like above the food court, right? And yeah, and Mark's like, yeah, right next to A and W. How many stores can you name within reasonable proximity of Sunrise Records in Lime Ridge Mall? Oh my God, probably all of them. Uh, Boathouse, Baskin Robbins, A and W, First Ontario Credit Union. Boathouse. There was a Payless Shoe Source, uh, which is right across. Trade Secrets. Um, the Bay Home Store. This is this is the thing though. Like I, this is not a fair question to ask me because my day job is with Sunrise Records head office, so I visit that store a lot. Gotcha. So like I, I see all that stuff all the time. But it was honestly, it was a trip being in the mall after hours and using like the service entrances. 
and like we accidentally walked into the bank, which there's no way that should have been allowed. <laughs> trying to find like the back door for it. Um, so like we kind of like we walked into the back of A and W. Uh, probably shouldn't be saying this in case anyone from <laughs> from Cadillac Fairview is listening, but uh, yeah, okay. I, I, I know I know most of the soon. yeah totally. Uh, I know most of the stores around there though. That's hilarious. See? Cool. Okay, my, the last question I have for you is, uh, and this one's from my wife actually, because she was super excited that this particular character makes an appearance in the show. Is how's Ed the Sock doing? What's he been up to? <laughs> oh man, he's doing great. He's uh, he's been kind of working on a bunch of different things. Um, sort of, I, I, I don't want to call it like a, a much music revival because that's not really. Oh really? The thing. But that's he's been he's been kind of working with a lot of uh, personalities across the country about launching like a, an indie music focused sort of content platform where there's hmm. like VJs for lack of a better term. Cause it's, I mean, you're not really throwing the music videos into, if it's not on a channel yeah. um, and nobody really does that anymore. But yeah, I mean just kind of featuring personalities across the country and, and really trying to hype up indie bands and trying to, trying to do all that fun stuff too. I mean, he's, I don't know if you ever watch any of the stuff that he does. Like he went to an anti-mask protest at Queens Park and did a video there with like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it, it's pretty interesting, man. And like my favorite thing about it too is like, it's 2021, you know, that there's a guy behind the sock, right? Like there's not, <laughs> there's yeah, no illusion. The, the magic is, is really lost at this yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But when you watch the videos, like people are talking to the sock. They don't talk to the guy. Like they're like, there's That's no hilarious. on the sock. It's like, Wait, man, He's all you. in. That's so How good. old is Ed the sock? Uh, he is, I think, in his early fifties. I want to say. Wow. Um, yeah. See, like, so am I. So am I. And yeah. my balls are getting. My balls are getting closer to my socks. So where do a socks balls go? Uh, they pretty much they just drag to his elbow. And I will say one like I I, I did well, I did see that video of of Ed the Sock doing at the anti mask protest and it was great and I just I remember when I was watching it I'm like man like. I feel like that guy was way ahead of his time. And if like he like in the peak, if the, if the peak of Ed, the sock happened like right now, he would be massive. Like just Mm. absolutely huge just because it caters so well to like online content and viral content and stuff. And social media would have been a big deal. Serious man. Totally. And that was one of the things too, where like we had some pretty like, I mean, they're Hamilton artists, so they're not, as big of a deal to me and the cast and crew as they maybe would have been if you're not from Hamilton, but like Dirty Nail and Tara Lightfoot, like international touring artists. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. Uh, Nobody was like phased by them being on set. It's like, oh yeah, it's just some people hanging out. But then when Ed the Sock was on set, people were like, oh my God, this is is like... (laughs) Icon. Yeah. So cool. Hey Mike, listen, um, this is the thing. It it comes out on, uh, tell us again, like when it's going to hit on Bell 5 and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so it'll be on Bell 5 TV 1 mid-April 2021. Hopefully hopefully by mid-April, barring any uh, COVID-related... Right. Incidents. But, Understood. Um, yeah. um, really quickly, like we didn't even touch on the Hamilton music scene. So can we maybe talk about that again? Like maybe after the shows come out and, and catch up on that too? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'd love to. Right on. Great. Yeah, there's lots to talk about there too. Um, yeah, sure. Sounds good, man. Whatever you guys want. Whenever. Right uh, yeah, this is a pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, for having me on. And yeah, whenever. Whenever you guys need. Whenever you want. I'm always it was around. a pleasure awesome. for us too, man. We'll, we'll talk again. Yeah, for sure. sure. Thank you. 
That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the trailer for This Is The Thing created in Hamilton by Mike Mitchell and Tim Ford. Thanks to Mike again for stopping by. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you feel so inclined, tell a friend about us. Please? Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark Lefebvre, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.